Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Is and know that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him uh, in spirit and in truth. So if I'm going to uh if I'm going to flow with God, then I have to develop my spiritual senses because that's how God operates. He operates by his spirit. Okay. So so we're in uh lesson number one, volume one, lesson 10. And again, our base scriptures I found out of Hebrews chapter number five and verse number 14. He wanted to give you an opportunity to read that, but it says, but strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Praise God. All right. That's important. And so uh, number one point we're going to get to tonight is uh, he has to preempt. And so a little bit of this is uh recapping some of the things that we did last week. Because folks, one thing I'm going to share this with you is this, is that especially in the body of Christ, we don't need to just get more and more knowledge and information, but we need to have revelation and a solid foundation of what we have already received. What I found out within the body of Christ, what people do is they just want to get more and more and more and more and more, and they have not allowed the seed of the word that they've already received to truly be planted within them. Because once the word is planted in you, then it's going to change you, right? So that's why sometimes we go back over a few other things that we did the week before in order to get uh, a, a more in-depth and get it down in our spirit, okay? So he has the preeminence. Uh, number two, he gives to all life and all breath and all things. Uh, number three, accepting God's goodness toward us. Uh, point number four, the word is quick and powerful. And then point number five, acknowledging and applying. That's going to be very, very important for us to develop our spiritual senses in all of the areas that God wants us to do just that. So uh, when I, uh, you say, well, why is it important to develop my spiritual senses? Because just like as most, as some of us have, already had children and families and the families have grown up or whatever have you, or you yourself, you know, you realize that there were certain things that you were not, uh, you did not have access to until you had come of a certain age. Like I said, if you got a nine-year-old that is just begging you to drive the car because they just believe that they can do it and they just want to do it, you're not going to give a nine-year-old the keys to your family car because they're not mature enough or developed enough to handle that power that they think that is going to be an exhilaration or is going to help them utilize some things in their life. Though it, it could be a blessing, if you, we don't know how to handle it, that same blessing becomes a curse. And so God in his wisdom and in his graciousness withholds a lot of things from us until we grow and develop 
into a certain uh, uh, level of understanding, maturity, uh, spiritual strength, so that he can release to us uh, some of the greater things of the kingdom. And so again, uh, Evangelist Smith was sharing earlier about how the people are at the hospital and different things, and I understand that. And part of that is because most of the time, people don't recognize the sovereignty of God, right? And so no matter what, and what we're in right now uh, uh, in this season, uh, COVID season, whatever you want to call it, that's where the real battleground is at. I'm not, people are getting aggravated and frustrated about all the things that are being said, all the things that are being done, all the things that are not functioning the way that we would like them to function. But part of that problem is that we have not submitted ourselves to the to God as the final authority. You know, of course, I don't expect an unbeliever or a non-believer to do that. But the struggle comes when it is the people that call themselves believers have not submitted themselves to God as the final authority. You know, I, I, like I said, and I hope you can follow along with me, I completely expect that from a non-believer. Uh, they're not submitted to God. They're not under God's lordship. They're not under his authority. So I expect them to have debates about his, his ways and his word and what he will do. But when we as believers are having debates about God's word and about whether or not God will do this or do that, then, then we're having a struggle. Glory to God. And so I want to start here tonight, and we're not going to, because just because, uh, like I said, being led by the Spirit of the Lord, uh, I want to go ahead and just, we're not going to start exactly in order, but I want to look at point number five, which was acknowledging and uh, applying, right? Acknowledging and applying the Word of God. And so let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. And I want to show you something about this uh, that in the essence of what we're talking about, right? Second Corinthians chapter number 10. And the word of God is our life. The word of God is our health. Man, glory to God. The word of God is our strength. The word of God is our sword. Uh, the word of God is our peace. Uh, the word of God is considered bread. It's, it's considered milk. Milk is considered meat. So, so the word of God is, is what is supposed to sustain us in the earth. And folks, Lord have mercy. I don't want to get to it. I'm getting a little bit excited already. I'm talking about the word of God even says that it is medicine to our flesh. So over there in the book of Proverbs, right? He says, again, keep the word in the midst of your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health, or if you look at another translation, it will say medicine to your flesh. So again, developing our spiritual senses. See, God knows how he made us. Also, listen, to, uh, the word of God says that a, a, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. But again, uh, bitterness is rottenness to the bones. So all of these things got to deal with our, our heart attitude, our, our, the peace that we're living in, it got to deal with even our physical health, right? He says he will keep him what? In perfect peace, 
whose mind is stayed on them. So uh, on him. So folks, perfect peace is not just peace of mind. But when you're talking about the shalom of God, you're talking about soundness. You're talking about wholeness. You're talking about completeness. That means in every aspect, you're talking about complete and total, hallelujah, sanctification of your being, right? Your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body can be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's one of the things that God has declared to us. So, but there's something you and I have to do. We have to get to a place of acknowledging, right, uh, and applying God's truth, all right? So watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and uh, verse number three. Many of you have you've read this before. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Now that's powerful in itself, but I want to read that to you out of the Amplified Bible and just for you to get a different degree of clarity and notice how powerful that really is uh, when you look at it in another version. So the Amplified says it this way, and it's, it's very, very uh, deep. So he says, watch this. For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destructions of strongholds. Now watch this. So whatever you're dealing with, God's given you his word and he wants to develop you and I in his word so that we can overthrow and destroy strongholds. Well, what are these strongholds, right? In as much as we refute, check it out now. This is what people miss sometimes. Arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we leave every thought, every time you have a thought that is not consistent and in line with God's word, right? Whatever it is, no matter what it is, I gotta take every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for his disobedience when your own submission and obedience as a church are fully secured and complete. What am I talking about? I'm talking about acknowledging and applying the word, the, the truth of God in our lives so that what God has given us to live in victory 
will begin to manifest. But here it is, people of God. The fight is going to start in your and your and my thought process. It's not necessarily what's going on around you because those things will give you information, your experiences or whatever. But whether you are going to win the battle or lose the battle, it's going to be right in between the ears. It's going to be in the thought process. Now watch what he says here. If you grab hold of this, if you're really paying attention, I want to go back to it. He says, our weapons are, they're powerful through God to throw down and overthrow and destroy strongholds. Now here is the battle, verse number five, refuting arguments. Here it is. I said it earlier, arguments. And, and, and another word for argument is debating. See, I'm debating whether or not God is a healer, right? That, that argument, that debate has not been settled. And it's hard for me to acknowledge and apply that if, if there's still an argument, a debate, a theory, a reasoning. Now, glory to God, folks, we get these reasonings from our experiences. Oh, Lord, I feel the anointing coming. And what happens is that we start saying stuff like I'm keeping it real because of my experiences. And so I reason within my own thought process that this is reality, right? So this, whatever I'm dealing with, whatever I'm going through is what I accept as reality. Well, that is only part of reality. Oh, you've got to stay with me here. Glory to God. Because the other part of reality, the higher part of reality, is what God has said it is. We call that reality truth. Facts are one level of reality. But the truth is a higher level of reality. That's why when you, when you and I go to God and we're not agreeing with God's word, we don't many a times get an answer to prayer because he says even in prayer, glory to God, that what, whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we ask anything according to his will, and if we know he hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have requested of him. But if I'm not asking according to his will, he's not going to hear me. So if I have any kind of debate because of my circumstances, because of my experiences, because of my own reasoning, if I have any kind of debate that God's word may not be true, then I have just allowed that stronghold to, to set up camp in my thought process. And eventually those same thoughts, feelings, and emotions are going to come out of your mouth and they're going to begin to manifest in your life. Oh, Lord, Whew. my God in heaven. Did y'all catch that? Because, folks, that's powerful. You got to let, let the Holy Ghost talk to your mind and let him teach you. Because watch this again. He says, God, for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. And this is what it is. And as much as we refute, what does it mean to refute? It means to stand against. It means I don't agree with that. I push back on that. What am I, what am I pushing back on? I'm pushing it back on any argument or debate and theory and reasoning and every problem thing that sets itself up against what? 
the true knowledge of God. So it doesn't matter who says it, what their level of education is, how, how many degrees they have behind their name. It doesn't even matter if it, if it, if it sets itself up against the true knowledge of God as a believer, I have been given the right and the authority and the grace to dispute arguments and theories and reasonings. But folks, listen here. Nobody can do that for you. No preacher, no pastor, no bishop, nobody. You have to know in, in within yourself that what is the true knowledge of God concerning anything that you're, that you're petitioning for him for or dealing with him about. So, so that's part of that growth, okay? Y'all with me? Glory to God. That's part of that growth as a child of God. And folks, the, the more you and I live that way, the more we will be able to be used of God in order to help others escape the strongholds and the snares of the devil that they have been taken by him. But folks, you can't deliver anybody except to the level that you have already been delivered. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Because I've seen this with, in my years of preaching. Folks trying to get folks delivered from stuff, and they still bound by it. Say amen. Now, God can bless you any kind of way. But you and I cannot take anybody any further then we have gone ourselves. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? That's why he says it. He says, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when our obedience and submission has come to a full, has become full, fully secured and complete. Right? So that's 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 why watch this. So what happens is we're gonna talk with absolute confidence. We're not telling some people stuff that we heard. You know what I'm saying? We're telling them what we know. God is a deliverer. You understand what I mean? We're telling them what we know. God is a provider. Come on, say amen tonight. We're not telling them something that we heard. We're telling them something that we have experientially understood and by revelation have received that God is a, 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 a way maker, right? But the fight, the, our true battle for every single believer is you have to get to a point where you refute every argument, every theory, and every reasoning. Boy, that's powerful stuff. I'm telling you, boy, people don't, I'm telling you, they don't need to miss the word of God. That's where many Christians are right now. Because if God says something, but my experience is telling me something else, whatever my experience is, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. But now I have to make a choice by the renewing of my mind. Am I going to believe what God said? Or am I going to give my experiences more authority than I'm going to give the word of God? Folks, and there it is. Because if you give your, if you and I give our experiences, what we've been through, more authority in our own thinking and in our lives than the word of God, then those strongholds will remain. But if I get to a place 
If you can get to a place with God by him renewing your mind, you spending time with him in prayer, you using, uh, you, you worshiping with the word, praying with the word, uh, hearing the word of God all the time, right? You get to a place where you begin to refute. That means you stand against arguments and theories and reasonings that come against the knowledge of God. Whatever God says has to be the final authority. Now, how do we do that? Can I just get real plain with it? So you have to start by accepting and acknowledging that God is over all and his word has the final say. Because, and, and that's, can I just say it like this, people of God? Tonight, for many people's development is where the rubber meets the road. Watch the words he uses. Theories, arguments, right? Debates, all of these different things that we have been through, things that we have come up against. Uh, uh, what else is the other word? Oh, reasonings. Reasonings. And I and this is only for those that can hear it, because what will people say? Well, I'm doing, I'm dealing with this, dealt with that. And I'm not saying you don't do it, but what they'll say is, I'm just keeping it real. Well, keeping it real can it is like I said, what are you basing that and keeping it real on? Are you basing it on your reasonings? Are you basing it on your experiences? Or are you basing it on the word of God? Because I want to keep it real according to the word of God. I got to say what God says. For, now, this ain't this this is not for the this is not for the faint at heart. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, for some Christians right now, this is gonna get this is gonna make them mad at me. But it's okay because if we're gonna develop. Facts are one level of reality. But if we're going to keep it real, we need to go up to the highest level of reality, which is truth. In other words, it's what God said. Yes, the facts are real, but the truth is a higher level of reality. Because remember, God is dealing with everything seen and unseen. He's not just dealing with what you what's manifested. Folks, our lives in the earth are, are part of what's only being manifested of, of, of what we can see, right? It's, it's the physical manifestation. I hope y'all with me here. I believe that you have can hold on, on to this. But understand what I'm saying. It's just like even naturally. You know you can't see the wind. Have you have you noticed that people say, you know, you go outside and it's wind, they say, Woo, my goodness, look at that wind. Well, do you actually know that the wind is invisible? You can't see the wind. You you only are seeing what the reaction of the wind is causing through folk blowing up the dust, blowing up the leaves, or whatever, or blowing down the trees. That was not actually the wind that you saw. That was the, uh, the uh, uh, what's the word, you know, that was what the wind produced. That's what the wind did. But the wind itself, you can't see the wind. Glory to God. So, folks, things that are being affected, what we can see, are affected by things that we cannot see. It's just like anything else. Uh you and I, you can't see your brain, 
but you are affected by what you think. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. Come on now. So it's not that hard, folks. We don't make it hard, right? Things are affected by what you can't see, but God deals with those things, and that's the higher level of reality. Now, I'm only talking to folks that want to grow spiritually here and, and that really want to be about the Father's business and, uh, you know, that ain't, ain't got time to be, you know, as we say, shucking and jiving, but because this is why, what you got to deal with. He said we got to cast down every argument and every reasoning and every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, right? Just like Evangelist Smith was saying earlier, God said again, he says, by his stripes, you were healed. And as far as God's concerned, that's the end of it. So I have to get to a point where I believe that reality and speak that reality and pray that reality, even though I see the, I see the physical senses and whatever it is, but I'm not going to disagree with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then God can use any kind of way to get done whatever he needs to get done. But my agreement, my thought process has to be an absolute agreement of the goodness of God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I hope somebody can hold on to this now. Uh, so you might want to uh, subscribe to the podcast. We can go back and listen to it again because this is some heavy stuff right here, people of God. See? And so he says every argument. This part of what I'm talking about right now is a part of acknowledging and applying. Because if, if God says some stuff, but I don't acknowledge it and apply it to my life, then the fruit of it is not going to uh, manifest in our life. Okay? But God wants it to manifest. He, he wants to manifest. Now, let's go back quickly. Let's go to the book of Colossians, chapter number one. And I know I took a little bit of time here, but I want you to see this again, because I even I said this in Jacksonville as well, because it was just in my spirit. But uh, we want to we want to bring it out again. Colossians chapter number one. I just said that we you and I, our job of applying and acknowledging is that I have to apply the word of God. Right. I can't just get excited about it and and preach it and, you know, and high five the, your, your brother and sister in the church and get all excited about what it says. But I have to apply the word of God, right? Apply. You put, uh, it's, it's called the sword of the spirit. So I got to get in my mind, right? Watch what he said. Every argument, every imagination, every thought, every thought, every thought. Now that's our part. God's not going to do that part for us, folks. And, and I'm trying to calm myself because I don't want you to think. But folks, that's where the real battle is. It is in your thought. If you have a thought that, um, let me just make it real easy. Uh, you know, I'm ugly. I'm no good. Nobody loves me. Okay, where did that thought come from? Where did it come from? And, and why are you accepting that? Did God say that about you? Did, who? Where did that come from? Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you weren't, didn't have, who told you that? And see, that's what people have done. And they don't, and they, listen, if you don't cast it down, watch what I'm saying. The devil will make a stronghold out of it and camp around around you in that area. And every time you try to step out and overcome it, it's like there's a wall around you that you can't seem to overcome that. 
Well, you've got to cast it down. And if there's been a stronghold and you've let it be there for some years, now you're going to have to keep on breaking it and keep on breaking it and keep on breaking it until at one point it's no longer a stronghold. And then glory to God, the victory of God will manifest in your life and you'll know that you are exactly who he says you are. Amen. Who is a child of the most high God. Oh, glory to God. Give him some praise right there tonight. Glory to God. Mm -mm -mm. So Colossians chapter number one. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Colossians chapter number one. And uh, let's see, let's see. Verse number 13, can we go? Watch what he says here. He says, who have delivered, and I'm going to go a little bit faster because I'm going to try to get to a few things here, if the Lord will. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption. Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the what invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Watch this now. For by him were all things created. Now watch it. I'm going to slow down a little bit. That are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Good God about it. I almost just want to shout just reading that. And he is before all things and by him all things consist and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Folks, that means whether you can see it or whether you can't see it, it's still a part of reality. He created everything you can see and he created everything that you can't see. Glory to God. But even in that, he is above it all. Glory to God, man. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, folks. So you may not necessarily know what you're dealing with, but he is above it. That's why if you have a thought, a thought comes from anywhere, any place. Okay, you don't understand where it came from, but what you have has been given as a child, redeemed child of God, who is no longer under darkness. You've been translated out of that. You have every right and authority to cast that thought down. If it's coming against the knowledge of God. Praise him. I know that's right. Glory to God. I'm trying. And he says, he is before all things. So what is it that you're dealing with? You're dealing with a virus? You can't see it, can you? But guess what? All things were created by him and for him. And he is before or above all things. So there's nothing that can hurt you 
when you are connected to him. Glory to God. Oh, Lord, Jesus, Sato. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I know this is going to upset some folks because we, you know, but let me just tell you what he said. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 and verse number 19, Behold, I give unto you power over serpents and scorpions and over, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God. Why? Why can I say that with such confidence? Because, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. And he is before all things. And he is the head of the church, which is his body. So I'm a part of the body. And if I'm a part of the body, whatever's on the head runs down and gets all over the body. Glory to God. And that's why we have an inheritance, right? That's why we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, now applying that, because the battle's going to come, the devil's going to come and tell you, that don't belong to you. Well, if you got all of that stuff, that's all that's, why is this happening in your life? Did God really say you should not eat of every tree of the garden? You know why God told you that? Because he knew when he told you that, you're going to be just like God, knowing good and evil. But they were already like God. They were created in his image and in his likeness. Glory to God. So when they got upset, I mean, when they disobeyed, God comes down and they said, we hid ourselves because he was naked. And I love what, how God says, well, who told you that you were naked? Who told you about your limitations? Who told you that? I know how I made you. I created you that way. And I had no problem or issue with fellowshipping with you just like you were. But now you're talking about you are hiding from me because you say you're naked. Well, God's question was, who told you that? Okay, y'all just, that'll mean more to you later on down the road. You'll get a revelation here uh, maybe tomorrow afternoon or something. You'll be like, oh, you have to praise it because you're self-realizing. God didn't tell them that. God didn't say nothing about it. God knew exactly how they were made. He had no problem walking with them in the cool of the garden. No problem fellowshipping with his man created, man and woman creation that he made in his own image. But when they disobeyed God, they listened to somebody else. Now they are hiding because they said we're naked. God already knew they was naked, but now they're hiding. So what happens to many Christians? Many Christians never begin to step into who God really wants them to be because they're listening to something else that told them something that God did not tell them. Are you understanding that? See, God said that you're more than a conqueror. God says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. God says, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. Glory to God. God says, you're the apple of my eye. Glory to God. God said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Glory to God. I mean, over and over, God says so many things. He says, Lord, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you in everything. Glory to God. He says, he said, even if you go through the flood, you won't drown. If you go through the fire, you won't be burned because I have redeemed you by myself. 
and I brought you unto myself and made and brought you in to be a part of my family. Glory to God. See, this is what God said. So who told you that other stuff? God said, when you were dead in trespasses and sins, glory to God, he has raised us up to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Because of his great love wherewith he has loved us. See, this is what God said. So who told you that you were naked? Good God Almighty. Who told you that you were inadequate? Who told you that you weren't good enough? Who told you that you not that you weren't blessed? Who told you that you had to be bound up in your mind and depressed and feeling sad? And who told you that? Who told you that you were not loved and not cared for from the foundation of the world? Who told you that? Glory to God. Hey, y'all got me preaching here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So, so I lost where I'm at. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, uh, <laughs> so praise God. Right? So we gotta we gotta accept what God has said about us. That's 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 part of the preeminence of God, right? He gives to all life and to all breath and to all things. So I have to receive of his goodness. That's all. Folks, you and I don't receive from God because we are worthy to receive. We receive from God because of his goodness. So can I go through this just one more time? Verse number 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. In other words, the firstborn of all creation. For by him were all things created, that uh, by him were all things were created that are in heaven, that are in earth, Man, if you can meditate on this verse right here, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him in one more verse. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Folks, you know who that's talking about? That is talking about Jesus. And you know who lives in you? The greater one, that same one that is talking about, if you're truly born again, right? If you've been saved by the blood of Jesus, you've accepted him in your heart, that's, that one is the one that lives on the inside of you. Hey, man, so when he says greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, because everything was created by him and everything was created for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist, including, that doesn't leave nothing out. See, I'm trying to make it plain because folks want to get, they want to, I don't know what's happening with the Christians in this hour. That, that includes everything. So you take the word of God and you apply it to your life. You cast down every imagination and every hot thing that comes against you. You take that word as a sword of the spirit. And you go to war with the thoughts that come in your mind telling you that you're not gonna make it, that you're not gonna overcome this, that you're not gonna, you're gonna die and not live and 
all of this stuff. You take the sword of the spirit and you say, no, no, no. He's before all things. He and everything was made by him. Everything was and he and in, in him, all things consist. As he said, we're not going to get there tonight. I can see already. As he says in the book of Acts, that in him we live and we move and we have our very being. Folks, if we don't if, See, this is the goodness of God. We, we, only way we can even breathe is that we breathe in him. Folks, we have our being in him. But this is where the devil has tricked so many people because they, they refuse to acknowledge his sovereignty and authority over our life. So they don't want God over their life. They want to have the final decisions of their own life. But when you do that, when a person does that, God says, okay, if that's what you want, I'll let you go for yourself. But I'm going to take my hand off. Now you go for yourself. I'll be here. I'm not going to leave you. I won't forsake you. And when you come to your senses like a prodigal son, you can come on back home and get, get relief. But that's where many people struggle. Because God wants you and I to acknowledge him. Again, well, that... Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, right? Trust in the Lord. Y'all can probably quote it. With all your heart. And do what? Lean not to your own understanding. But you know what other people, they, they stop reading. Because the next verse says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Are y'all still with me? Praise God. Well, let's do this right here. Lord Jesus, we we're about to run out. We, we, we're not going to get to all this tonight. Glory to God. So acknowledging him, right? Uh, uh, the word of God, the word of God will help you and I develop our spiritual senses. That means our understanding, right? And so we'll know how to apply the word of God. Let's do that. Let's go to that one real quickly, and we'll finish up with that tonight. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number four, if you will. Hebrews chapter number four. And uh, verse number 12, praise God. Hebrews 4 and 12, uh, we'll go to, from 12 uh, through 16. How about that? Uh, yeah, praise God. All right. Hebrews 12 and 4. Um, Hebrews 4, I'm sorry, verse number 12. Hebrews 4, verse number 12. Watch what he says here. Uh, many of you know what this verse says, but and we'll just have to stop with this. I, I encourage you, I really do. I would encourage you to all you can go always go on right on Google and put in Mind of Conception Podcast. You just just go put it in the search bar, right? And you'll it'll come up, but you have to put it in Mind of Conception Podcast, right? That's the podcast where you can go back and listen to the teachings again. Uh, just the audio, not the video, right? Just the audio. And so you can listen to it. You can put it in your headphones. You can listen to the word of God uh, several times to get until it becomes a revelation, right? It's going to help you. Praise God. So Hebrews 4 and 12 says this. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, 
but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Again, folks, if you see that, I want to read too fast. See, God sees it all. He knows it all. Nothing, everything's open to God's eyes. God knows what you're dealing with. He knows how you feel. Okay, let me, let me keep reading. Uh, uh, seeing then, verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, come on, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What is all of that saying? God said, I got you. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to put it as plain as I can in human terms. God says, come, come boldly to the throne. I, I know my eyes are open to everything that you're thinking, everything that you're feeling. I'm touched with it. I know what you're feeling. Well, nobody understands how I feel. No, no, no. God knows exactly how you feel. And folks, you can't leave any category out. This is, and I'm not, I pray that I don't, I pray that I don't sound frustrated, but I get, I get disappointed, I guess, with even Christian people when they start saying stuff like, God, oh, God can't do nothing with that area. Are you kidding me? God can do anything with any, I don't care what it is. He can fix it. Jesus will fix it. It doesn't matter what, what circumstance it is. It, it's not too hard for God. I mean, we quote these scriptures, but are we just saying that stuff religiously? Oh, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Well, is that true? I mean, do we really believe it or are we just saying that religiously? Well, then bring it to him. Say, okay, God, what do I need to do? What stance do I need to take? What position do I need to get myself in? Because I'm gonna, I want you to work. And I'm willing to work together with you. I'm willing to be a co-laborer with God. Whatever I need from the Lord, I'm willing to get in place with him and hear his counsel and instruction so that he can give me what I need. And I'm not going to leave anything out, people of God. Don't leave anything out. Whatever your past was, it doesn't have to be have a lot of bearing on your future, right? You, you can move into your after season. And God just kind of gave me a revelation. It's just I was thinking about something. You know, we've all had our before season, right? We've been through pain. We've been through heartache. We've been through hardship. We've been through difficulties. We've been through uh, uh, problems and diseases and everything else, right? All the kind of stuff, you know, uh, we've, we've had some scars. We've had some bruises, right? But that was your before picture. But now look at your after picture. Glory to God. Because your after picture is the way God sees you. And one thing I've noticed about the before and after, the before, once the after comes, you're never going back to the before. Glory to God. So you are in your after season. Glory to God. I'm talking about how God sees you. And those are all the things that he said about you, beloved. Amen. Whatever you've been through, uh, God's going to use it as a testimony for his glory. And he's going to use it to develop you and grow you and strengthen you. He's developing and growing and strengthening your character. You're going to be a blessing, a blessing to so many people. Why? Because you have received the blessing of the Lord. But it all starts right here, folks. It all starts with your thinking. 
Cast, you got to cast out every imagination, every thought, everything that tells you that you're unworthy. Who told you that? Who told you you was naked? Come on now. Come on. Who told you, Adam? I hit myself. Adam, where are you? Well, I was hiding because I was naked, and I love God's response. Who told you? <laughs> Y'all got to get a revelation of that. Who told you you was naked? Have you ate of the tree that I told you not to eat of? Or did he start do, you know, doing the blame game? But God knew what he was. God knows what you are. Everything is naked and open until the eyes of him of whom we must give an account. God knows exactly what you're dealing with. God knows exactly how you think. He knows exactly how you feel. He knows exactly what you're going through. So bring it to him. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Well, folks, I pray that this blessed you tonight. Uh, and you can go back, like I said, you want to go on Google and subscribe to the Mind of Conception podcast. You can, within 24 hours, it'll be back up there again. Uh, you can listen to it again. And uh, you can actually subscribe to the podcast on, uh, on many different platforms, Apple, uh, uh, Spotify, different, I mean, it's all over the place. You just have to look it up. Uh, but I would encourage you to do that. Uh, also, I would encourage you that may not know the Lord. This is the greatest time on earth to come to Jesus. Okay. Uh, and for you that are watching on Facebook and YouTube, uh, come to the Lord. I'm telling you, there's no better decision that you'll ever make in your life. Listen, I'm not trying to make you religious. I'm not even trying to make you go to church. I'm trying to tell you to, to come and be born again and be a part of of the kingdom of God, right? So that if you, if and when you go to church, you have something to offer. You're not just dragging yourself in the doors, uh, you know, barely trying to make it into the doors. But no, you are walking as a kingdom citizen. You have come to a place of knowledge and understanding of your right and authority as a redeemed child of God. And you have so much to offer. Glory to God. All of the uh, Amber Alert. Okay. Thank you, Lord. So you have so much to offer. All right. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's pray tonight. Glory to God. We thank you for being a part of what we've done. Uh, and uh, every Tuesday night at 7 or 730 on uh, the digital platforms, but on Zoom, we'll be open at 7. You can always come and be a part of what we're doing. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.